Welcome to Shelf Logic. This is Michael. I'm here with Jennifer. Yes, this is our first podcast together. We've never done one together before, so hopefully it goes well. If you're listening to this on the day that it debuts, it is Pi Day. Yes. So, Jennifer, do you want to tell them what we'll be talking about? So, we're going to talk about some math books, right? Yes. And then also some books about pie, some cookbooks. Yes, pie and pie. So, yeah, we're going to kind of trade recommendations. I'm going to talk about four different math books, and Jennifer will be talking about four different kind of baking books, all about pies. Uh, They're all pies. Nice. Yep. Great. So do you want to just jump right into it, or do you want to start with a fun fact? Because I printed off fun facts about... Fun fact. Fun fact to start? Mm-hmm. Okay, I think this is amazing. This is about the um, the character pie, like the math pie. Right. Do you even want to take a guess of the um, record holder for who has, not the name, but how many decimal places they've done pie out to oh by memory? I would think it's thousands. It is. It yeah. is 70,000 decimal oh, places. Oh it took the person 10 hours from memory to, wow. to do them all. Yeah. I think that's crazy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I only know two. <laughs> you can do three. Two, oh, two, two, two decimal places. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I might only know that. <laughs> so. Um, so let's start with a math book. I am going to recommend to you a book called Flatland, A Romance of Many Dimensions. It is by Edwin A. Abbott. Um, so Flatland is a two-dimensional world inhabited by polygon men and line segment women. Uh, our narrator is a square, and he dreams of a one-dimensional world called Lineland, inhabited by points. But because he is a two-dimensional shape in a one-dimensional world, the populace is only able to see him as a point on a line. Wow. He, yeah, right? <laughs> it's kind of heady, but... Uh, so he attempts to convince their leader of, of, the, of a second dimension, but is unable to because the leader can't visualize something like that. Eventually, the tables are turned, though, and he is visited by a three-dimensional sphere from Spaceland. The reader falls along as he is asked to expand his mind. And so um, this book has elements of social satire pertaining to Victorian culture, but the book is best um, read as a dimensional thought experiment. Um, The reader is forced to confront the possibility that there are other dimensions beyond the three-dimensional world, which we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, the book has been referenced in shows like Big Bang Theory, uh, The Orville, and it's been commented on by scientists such as Carl Sagan and Stephen Hawking. And I'd recommend the book to not only you, but anyone whose favorite branch of mathematics is geometry or anyone who prefers mathematical fiction, which is very rare, over nonfiction. Right. Wow. Yeah. I've never even heard of mathematical fiction. Right. That's I think amazing. when you go to like a Wikipedia page about mathematical fiction, this is like the main example. Okay. Um, so <laughs> it the, sounds fascinating. Very small genre. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to start off with a cookbook. Okay. And it has a little bit of math. I picked it because of the title. It's called Pi Squared Ooh. by Kathy Barrow. It's available as a physical copy in our any of our library branches. You can put a hold on it. Um, I chose it because of the amazing pies on the cover as well. Um, It has some kind of like cherry pie and then some kind of savory, amazing thing. Yeah. But all the pies in this cookbook are slab pies, which I had never heard of. Um, That means that they're made in a sheet pan. 
and they're supposedly easier than rolling out and crimping the round crust, so they're square or rectangular. Yeah. Um, it includes more than a dozen crust recipes, and recipes that are delicious for every course, from appetizers to dessert, so not just sweet pies. The larger size of slab pies make them ideal for family gatherings or potlucks. And think how much easier it is to cut a rectangular pie. Right. <laughs> um, some of the most amazing looking recipes include recipes for all butter crust, chocolate crust, shortbread crust, cookie crumb crust, and hash brown crusts. Um, they have savory pies like artichoke dip with a cream cheese crust, nacho pie with a cornbread crust, Chicken pot pie with an all-butter crust and sausage and biscuit pie with a Ritz cracker crust. Mm. Um, it's real nice photographs as well. Yeah. The people at home can't, like, understand. <laughs> like, you, you definitely need to check one of these out just for the pictures alone. Right, yeah. The food photography is amazing. Yes. Um, the sweet pies include all kinds of fruit pies, like raspberry, peach, strawberry, all those kinds um, pumpkin chiffon with an amaretti cookie crust, raspberry rugelach pie with a cream cheese crust, <laughs> s'mores pie with a graham cracker crust. There's all, I mean, just amazing combinations. Even a grand mocha cappuccino pie mm. with a shortbread crust. So it's a mouth-watering delight of a cookbook. So put it on hold and pick it up at your closest Maricopa County library branch. It's not available in, um, in a digital form it's just okay. physical so they have to get a physical copy but i but, mean yeah yeah goodness like yeah the the pies here that are not just like uh when i, when I think of pies i think of like sweet right sweet. right right but Me these too. yeah there's a lot of savory kind of like dinner yeah pie, essentially. yeah yeah you can definitely uh here's favorite turkey chili frito fritos <laughs> slab pie with a cornbread crust that's what i just opened up to but it looks good so yeah i'm sure it's great and yeah it's really good for big gatherings so yeah I it's see a that. lot of pie all right okay let's go on to a another math one so i'm going to recommend to you a book called the joy of x a guided tour of math from one to infinity this is by stephen h uh Strogatz. I guess I should say that all the books that I'm going to review, we all we have physical copies of all of them. Um, the previous book I reviewed, we also have an ebook and an e audio version on Libby, Hoopla, and then the ebook on Freeding. Oh, nice. With uh, this one, we also have plenty of options. We have it available on ebook on Libby, and then ebook and e audiobook on Hoopla. But with that oh, nice. said, I will say that uh, the Joy of X began as a series of columns for the New York Times on mathematical principles. The final product is an award-winning book in six parts filled with anecdotes relating to various fields of mathematics. So uh, this is not really what I would consider a math textbook, though. Um, you realize how important numbers are with stories. So, for example, the author talks about Verizon confusing $0.002 with uh, $0.002 cents. And uh, you get to picture like a hotel with an infinite number of rooms while learning about Hilbert's Paradox of the Grand Hotel. So many of these stories are accompanied by diagrams and pictures that help the reader better understand more difficult concepts. For anyone who has ever read a pop science book, this is like what I would consider maybe like a pop math book. Mm -hmm. uh, math beginners will like the way that mathematical concepts are presented with relative ease and more seasoned math fans will probably appreciate the fun stories that are involved in the book. 
Um, I would say be warned, though, that the book's difficulty slightly increases as the sections proceed. So a person who found joy in the beginning of the bar, uh, beginning parts about numbers and arithmetic might find the, like the last part about mathematical frontiers more challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd recommend this not only to you, but anyone who's looking for nonfiction mathema- a mathematical sampler uh, that's kind of in like short story form. So just like a little, little bank, you know, like bites of uh, yeah, mathematics. That sounds fun. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> All right. Well, the second one also has a math title. That's why I picked it. It's called Pyometry. And um, the subtitle is Modern Tart Art and Pie Design by Lauren Coe. This one is available as a physical book in the library collection and also as an ebook through Libby. Nice. Um, these pies are really a work of art, and the author is an Instagram favorite. The photographs are spectacular. I can't believe you showed me these before we started recording. I can't believe some of these. I know. They have they're like ge- geometric designs and then these really bright colors sometimes. Um with like swirl designs. Um the author teaches you step by step how to design a dessert that is the centerpiece of the meal. She teaches you how to make like parallelogram tile designs out of dragon fruit, tangram designs out of mangoes, dragon fruit and kiwi square tile cut powder i mean it's just crazy she has like these dragon fruit powders for hot pink and all the pies have really clever names as well because she loves puns so i really like that (laughs) (laughs) even if you're not a cookbook fan you may want to check it out just for the puns yes so here's some examples she has of a shingle mind is a honey ricotta tart with an herbed pastry shell and beets Buried Treasure is a lavender blackberry cream with a shortbread crust and berries. Other pies have names like Life of the Tardy and Living on a Pear. (laughs) 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 Um, Not all of the pies are sweets or desserts. The C and Easy is a butternut bacon macaroni and cheese pie with a whole wheat cheddar chive crust. And then there's like things with beef short ribs and vegetables and cooked turkey. For the vegetarian, she has a miso carrot pie topped with banana-shaped dough curls. But the focus on this cookbook is definitely the presentation, although Mm. I have to admit the pies look kind of good. They look pretty good, most of them. I was asking you before we even started, like, do do these even taste good, I wonder? But you, you were saying that you looked at reviews and, like, they... Uh, they, they're not just all visual. They're... Yes, they taste good, <laughs> apparently. Um, I did not try one. Um, it's, a, it's, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty detailed, precise directions. You need like a, a ruler and a knife, um, but they do have step-by-step photos, so very, very good um, examples. And as long as you have some patience and the book... Um, you know, I think maybe you can be successful. But she's also, I mean, she's hilarious. She, she also has all these stories about pie disasters, about when she was learning. So it's really a great, it's it's a fun read. She's, I might start following her on Instagram. Yeah. She's fun. <laughs> um, so check out this. You can uh, put a hold on it or check it out on Libby. Um, it's a nice book. Yeah. I like it. Pyometry. I like it. Yeah. All right. So we've reviewed two math books and we've done two pie books. Maybe it's time for a 
a pie, an eating pie fun fact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, let me find a good one here. There are quite a few. Maybe I'll just go with this one. This this is kind of amazing. So, grocery stores in one year alone sell 186 million pies. Wow. Uh, and that's just grocery stores. I think that's wild. I mean, yeah. I know pies are popular. Um, I mean, especially like you get around um, Thanksgiving time. Yeah, at Costco. <laughs> but just the line I, goes out the door. <laughs> uh, Americans love their pie. I mean, I guess that makes sense. But yeah. I mean, it tastes great. So yeah. sure. So I'm going to give you another recommendation. It's called "The Signal and the Noise: Why So Many Predictions Fail." But some don't. And this is by Nate Silver. So some people will know Nate Silver because he wrote for ESPN for a long time. Um, he does the website 538. Yep, so yep. a lot of political <laughs> stuff these days. Predictions. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he has at least some credibility as far or at least popularity. Um, I enjoy him. So that's why I checked out the book. Um, so The Signal and the Noise is a book that presents real-world circumstances and discusses how we as individuals and as a society can use probability and statistics to improve outcomes. Mm. An eclectic list of topics are covered in the book. Everything from elections to weather to poker are presented as case studies where different statistical principles are introduced. So the book has a lot to say on the way we view uncertainty and um, mathematical models are discussed, but the nuts and bolts of mathematics are left out. That makes this a smooth and enjoyable read with each chapter producing like a new topic. Uh, I specifically enjoyed the discussion of chess, like when Russian Grandmaster Garry Kasparov uh, duked it out against IBM's Deep Blue. And I found many of my hobbies or interests represented in the book. Uh, I'd recommend this to anyone who wants to think more probabilistically in a world full of noise. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That sounds interesting. I think a lot of people don't understand statistics. Right. So I could, I might try that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's good because it's not, um, it's not super math heavy. Obviously, if you wanted to like learn statistics as like, a, you know, the mathematical statistics, you need to get like a textbook. Right. But as far as like understanding just um, how we can use statistics, even if we're not like calculating the math in our head right. all the time. It's, it is very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Just to understand. Right. Yeah. That, I like those kind of uh, books that are nonfiction that kind of read real, uh, real easy. Right. You know, sounds good. So the next book on pies to eat that I am going to share is called Pie Camp, The Skills You Need to Make Any Pie You Want. This is by Kate McDermott. Um, this book is available in our collection, and it's also available as an ebook on the Libby app. Um, this cookbook includes a gluten-free crust as well. So um, if you have to avoid pie because you can't eat gluten, this is the one for you. Um, she shows how to make fancy edges and lattices as well. So it's not quite as spectacular as the pieometry cookbook, but she'll teach you to make a lovely pie. Um, the cookbook also includes a lot of handy tips, such as how to prevent a soggy bottom and tips for the top. It includes all the classic fruit pies, just all the, the basics. Um, but the really cool thing it does is she has these like master recipes. So you could learn to make your own recipes with it. She also has some special ones like Irish apple tart with custard sauce. And then she has these little pilots that are little tiny pies and crostatas, which... You can make in muffin tins and canning lids. 
and that's like the perfect dessert for one or two people. Mm, nice. Um, they she also includes other recipes that are pie like, such as old fashioned apple crisp, mixed berry slump, and cobbler. These are all dessert pies. Um, like I said, that master recipe idea is really good. She has things like um, recipe, master recipe for ice cream and candied fruit toppings. Uh, pastry cream, whipped cream, and fruit glacé to top your pies and make them extra special. And like I said, you can make your own recipes up with it. She has like charts of flavor combos and the correct ratios of ingredients. So that makes it easy to do that kind of thing with what you, what might be in season or what may, might be on hand. Um, real nice photographs also um, of the finished pies. Um, yeah, when and... I see a book like this, I mean, this looks like what I would think of when I'm thinking of a pie book. Like, right. Uh, it looks straightforward. It looks like there is the, like, traditional sweet-style pies, and, like, it looks doable. Like, I, I'm not a baker myself, but it looks like you could pick up this book. As opposed to the other ones that it was so, like, amazing-looking. <laughs> uh, this one looks like, uh, just, like, good-tasting, like... Yeah, what you expect. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, um... She's pretty well known for pie making as well, apparently. But I agree that even like the beginning pie baker can create a really beautiful pie nice. um, for a family gathering or events. Um, it's a great one to reserve or to pick it up at one of our branches. Or like I said, it's available on the Libby app. Nice. Jennifer, while, we're, while I have you right here right now on the spot, can you tell me what your favorite pie is? Uh, oh... My favorite pie is key lime pie. Really? I've yes. never had key lime. Oh, man. It's so good. <laughs> I am a banana cream pie kind of dude. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this one has like regional pies. Oh, does too. it? Yeah. It has some that I had never heard of. Um, well, things like, I think um, there was like shoe fly pie. Oh. I mean, you've heard of it, but I've never really had one, Yeah. I guess. That's wild. So, okay, nice. Yeah. So the last math book I'm going to recommend to you is probably the most popular of the, the books that I am uh, putting out there today. But it is Moneyball, The Art of Winning an Unfair Game by Michael Lewis, a very popular nonfiction writer who did other things like The Big Short. Mm -hmm. and So Moneyball follows the 2002 Oakland Athletics and their general manager, Billy Bean, as he attempts to assemble a competitive team of baseball players with limited funds. Bean approaches this task by dismissing old wisdom and traditional scouting and focusing on a new type of statistical analysis called sabermetrics. The book is written in like a narrative nonfiction form. And uh, while the book is about baseball and statistics, little prior knowledge of these subjects is needed to enjoy it. Uh, while baseball has always been a statistical sport, Bean and his team were able to usher in a new era of baseball that 20 years later is the new normal. The book was adapted into a successful movie starring Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. And uh, pop culture references have included everything from The Simpsons to Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So I'd recommend this book to anyone like literally anyone, even those who don't like sports or math. Uh, I just thought it was so good. Uh, really highly recommended book. Um, I guess I haven't told, talked about the last two, but uh, the, the previous book I talked about was uh, available on Libby, both e audio and ebook. And this one is also also available on Libby with e audio and an ebook. And then we have the film also, if you're interested, which yeah. I just thought was uh, a great film. Um, and 
Yeah, I would say that anybody should check out Moneyball. Have you ever seen the film? I oh. I have. Um, and I think it's one of yeah, it's one of the it's a family favorite. Okay, right on. <laughs> so, well, yeah, you I have recommend one, it. one more pie book. I do, and this one is um a lot of people that cook and like public television might be familiar with America's Test Kitchen. Okay. Um, they have hundreds of cookbooks. Um, and they have the, I mean, they cover everything from like plant-based to meat and from like, you know, pies, cakes, Instapots, everything. So, um, while this particular pie, the perfect pie, it's called, that one is not available as an um, e-media, it's Mm -hmm. only physical. However, there are tons of America's Test Kitchen cookbooks available through the Libby app. So okay. check them out. Nice. Um, if you like to cook or bake, um, you can also check out the um, television series that is on um, DVD. You can get that through our collection. Oh, we have it through the library? Yep. Okay. Yep, yep. So I don't know if every season's available, but lots of them are. And it is really a good good show they have a good good deal going for teaching you how to cook okay so the perfect pie this is a great cookbook um again great photography step-by-step instructions like they actually have pictures of you mixing them up um and it has all of the basics um every pie that we'd expect to be in a pie cookbook is in this one so classic pumpkin pie pecan pie key lime pie lemon meringue it's got all those your banana um, cream pie, all mm-hmm. those. So it kind of starts out simple and then it gets more complicated as it goes on, includes um, some different crust designs and then has like special pies like tarts and then it has muffin tin pies and pie pops, which I've never heard of. If you've heard of cake pops, there's pie pops pie too. Pops. Okay. Yeah, they're little miniature pies on sticks. <laughs> <laughs> and it has little pies that you can make in a jar. So it's all dessert, um, has lots of toppings, recipes for ice cream, whipped cream, including things like vegan whipped cream, um, dulce de leche, and candied nuts and coffee beans. Um, It has regional favorites such as sweet potato pie, New England mincemeat pie. Those kinds of things might be hard to find. Um, Another favorite one of mine is French silk. Okay. Oh, man. And I have never tried to make that. It has a recipe in here. Are you going to give it a go? Maybe. I think I might do that. Yeah. I mean, all kinds of things. Celebrate the debut of the podcast on <laughs> yeah. Pie Day with uh, Make Your Own Pie. Yeah. French Silk. <laughs> yeah. It's really, I mean, good stuff. So um, if you're just starting out or you want to up your pie game, America's Test Kitchen is a great choice. My one criticism of this okay. is that they are really into food processors. <laughs> like as the only way to make a pie crust. Okay. Um, and I agree that food processors are really handy. They're great kitchen tools, and I have one, and they're really convenient for making pie crust. But I take issue with the fact that that's the only way to make one. Okay. I think you can use a pastry blender to cut your butter in, or even two knives to cut butter into the flour. It works perfectly fine. And it just kind of irks me that all of the recipes have, like, you know, the directions like put it in your food processor and, you know. Do you feel that the directions can be modified to do it without a food processor? Absolutely. You don't need a food processor. That's, I mean, that's going to scare people 
thinking that they need to go buy a food processor before they can make a pie. But um, America's Test Kitchen tends to be big on gadgets. They they all, in the beginning they show you the gadgets that you can use um, in your kitchen, and they even like tell you which ones to buy okay <laughs> like, so that's good going in if you're a gadget person in your kitchen then maybe this is a good book for you but if you're a person who wants to be like something that doesn't involve so many gadgets or you're and you're not willing to modify the recipes to like fit a less gadget thing then maybe it's not as much yeah go with pie camp <laughs> but if you know otherwise you can just read that you're supposed to put it in the food processor and just cut the butter in with a knife it doesn't it's just, it, like I said, it just kind of irks me that they make it sound like you have to have a food processor. Right. So I do recommend this with that one little, you know. Caveat. Yeah. And I do recommend their cookbooks. Um, like I said, we also have the DVDs of the television program available. Yeah. So it's a fun show to watch. It, you'll definitely learn to cook. Um, and if you want to celebrate pie day, pie day with some pie, um, you know, check out the pie collections at the library because there's lots more. Awesome. Can I leave you with one fun fact for the Absolutely. road? Absolutely. I need a fun fact. Okay. This one is about the mathematical pie and it has to do with books. I almost don't believe this, but this, I looked this up before we started and this is true. Um, so there's an entire language based on pie where I guess it's like pilish. And basically, if you're writing a sentence, like the first word in the sentence would have three letters, then the next word in the sentence would have one letter, and then the next word or word in the sentence had four letters. Apparently, a guy, um, I'm doubt, I doubt we have this book in our system, but his name is Michael Keith, and he wrote a whole book called Not Awake, so three, one, four. Okay. It's 10,000 words of... In, in like and with uh, the 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 words going along with pie. That I, is so funny. Yeah, I think that's wild. <laughs> but uh, with that said, I mean, I think we've celebrated Pie Day right with our uh, mathematical pies and our uh, tasty food pies. You have anything else to add, Jennifer? No, I'll bring some pie in for Pie Day. Oh, could be great. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you guys uh, for listening. Uh, this is Michael and Jennifer. We are signing out. Thank All you. Right, have a good day. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.